What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prepare to win with PFF Fantasy. Use PFF's exclusive rankings, projections, advanced statistics, and more to win your draft in August and set the best lineups through the end of the regular season. Made special for the podcast listeners, use PFF promo code 49ERSPOD to save 20% on PFF's Edge or Elite subscription anytime between now and the end of the season. Go to PFF.com to sign up today. to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, John Chapman, and we've got a fun one for you today. We're going to be going over some practice reports, the good and the bad, and there is some bad injury updates, and as promised earlier this week, we will give you the crazy in-depth defensive breakdown of the 49ers win over the Cowboys, which, uh, sorry for the wait, the NFL has decided not to release all 22, the wide-angle version film or the end-zone version on NFL Game Pass for preseason, which I don't know why they're doing that. But it's made grading the film pretty hard, pretty rough whenever you can't see all the players the whole time. So, uh, but I promised I would get it out. So here it is. It is going to be towards the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But there's a lot of news going on with the 49ers. You know, one, we finished up our last practice in Santa Clara, and they are now in Denver Friday and Saturday, depending on when you are listening to this. They will be having joint practices with the Denver Broncos. Now, Here's what's important, and unfortunately, we don't get to see it all. Those two days are so much more valuable, and these are in the words of Kyle Shanahan, than the preseason game that we're going to get Monday night. Now, I will break down the preseason game Monday night. However, those two joint practices, the starters will get so much more work. And the main reason for that is you are able to control the entire atmosphere for your starters. Namely, you don't have to worry near as much about injuries because nobody's being taken to the ground on team versus team, and you don't have to worry about your quarterback getting hit. 
So it, the coaches are willing to leave the starters in for a much longer and get a lot more work, very similar to how it is in training camp where they, the ones are out there predominantly the whole time. So the, these next two days are going to be huge. Uh, Friday and Saturday, just those joint practices. Excited to see what's going to come out. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to do a summary podcast on those two uh, practices probably on Sunday. So stay tuned for that and also just preparing you for what to watch for in the Monday night football game, 49ers versus the Broncos. We've got our own night, the very first Monday night football game of the year. Why not start it off with the 49ers? So a couple things just from Tuesday and Wednesday's practices, injury updates. Um, Elijah Lee, who we're going to talk about a little bit in this podcast, he messed up his thumb. He's going to be out two weeks. Also, DJ Jones with a knee sprain week to week. These are players that... You know, before training camp, I would have said we're almost locks. You know, just outside that kind of lock category to make the roster, DJ Jones's value is continuing and continuing to descend. I like him a lot, especially as that early down kind of nose tackle run stuffer. But, man, the better that Sheldon Day and Julian continue to play, it is going to continue to make DJ Jones a little bit less valuable because he doesn't offer the same versatility. Um, I, I put out a tweet earlier this week. Uh, you can follow me at JL underscore Chapman saying, man, DJ Jones is my first player outside of the 53-man roster, and a lot of people got upset. I also had Marcel Harris outside as well, and people didn't like that. But, hey, that's okay. I don't mind it if people don't like it. These are my opinions. I love the debate. I love telling me why you think Marcel Harris will make it, why you think DJ Jones will make it. I want to have those conversations. Jimmy Ward, he is in the blue non-contact jersey. But he should be back some point this week. Marcel Harris is good to go. He had that stinger from the game, but he's going to be all right. Uh, the timetable continues to be kind of set and strengthened for Trent Taylor, that four to six weeks with the Jones fracture. Now, Kittle was held out with calf soreness, tightness, one report said. So uh, nothing too big there, just kind of precautionary. With a calf, you, you want to be careful because it could just be tight or a cramp. In which case you want to rest it, you're going to be done for the day, especially in practice. But if it does go into that strain, that's where you, that two-week timetable just hits like a basically reset button. So if you do strain your calf, you've got to just basically do nothing for two weeks. You can ride the bike a little bit with no pressure. But if you can go about two to three weeks without it straining or acting up again, you're safe. However, if it strains again, it just restarts that two to three week cycle every time you mess with it. So nothing really serious there, but nothing you want to push. That's for damn sure, especially this early. Debo Samuel missed practice for some personal reasons. Haven't seen exactly what that's about, but uh, the coaches didn't seem too alarmed. Hopefully everything's okay with him and his family. Malcolm Smith, because he is Malcolm Smith. Uh, he could only go through warm-ups on Wednesday because his hamstring, big surprise. He was able to get a full practice in on Thursday, however. C.J. Beathard, he came back on Thursday. He had his throwing ham on the helmet during the game. So he sat out Wednesday, but he was back in for team drills on Thursday. Drake Greenlaw. Um, he had a stinger, so he was out portion of Thursday's practice. And Greg Maben with the calf issue as well. Now... Here's what Twitter is blowing up about today, so we might as well talk about it. The Jimmy Garoppolo threw five straight interceptions in team. 
which, man, that's impressive. <laughs> Five straight interceptions. Now, it's it's interesting because, you know, unfortunately, as the 49ers continue to be one of those teams that the media and a lot of NFL experts are saying, this is a team to watch out for. They're going to be good. You know, last year, the expectations were very, very high after, you know, Garoppolo comes out and wins, you know, those last five games, all that kind of stuff. Uh, So we got it. So we had a whole lot of expectations early. With that comes the naysayers and whatever else. And it's just part of the game. Uh, With hype, comes expectations and with expectations comes all the chicken littles in the world which unfortunately the 49ers fan base does have some call them out whenever you do see them do that tell them to go root for the raiders or somebody else but here's the deal jimmy garoppolo went about nine straight (laughs) training camp practices before he threw an actual interception i think it was like day 11 now there were two interceptions one was off of a drop from a wide receiver that hit him in the chest and another one that was off of a tipped pass at the line of scrimmage. Jimmy Garoppolo has never really had a turnover issue. So what do we do with five straight interceptions? Do you chalk it up to a bad day? How do you handle that? I, I really don't know. Now, I can tell you he responded very well <laughs> after the five interceptions. Uh, he did go out there and throw two touchdown passes. But before I get to that, I want to talk about who got the interceptions. Because, again, keep in mind, this team ranked dead last in the history of the NFL since the merger in interceptions last year. We only had two interceptions, and neither were from a cornerback. Well, the five interceptions came from Tart got one, Moore got one, Richard Sherman got a pick six, Witherspoon got one, and then the fifth one was Tarvarius Moore again. So there's a lot that we could take away from this on the opposing side of the ball. One, we are having a secondary that is actually attacking the ball and going and getting that. Two, uh, both of our starting corners probably, Richard Sherman and Witherspoon, both got an interception. So uh, that already, (laughs) the fact that they got two and five consecutive passes, the cornerbacks, this is something to be excited about. And this is what happens whenever you practice against yourselves. You want it to be a give and take. You never want the defense to dominate the offense completely, and you never want the offense to dominate the defense. You want it back and forth. So these five interceptions happen. I love that Kyle Shanahan said, hey, you got to stay out there. We got to fix this. We got to get better. He goes back and responds by throwing two touchdown passes, one to Kyle Juszczyk, and then another one to Jalen Hurd. So Hurd seems to be the big name in the NFL right now, and rightfully so. He, he is something special. And if you add to the fact, you know, the Trent Taylor injury or Dante Pettis and how he's just behind, Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd can take up that slack, which they showed that they could do in the second half versus the backups of the Cowboys. Now let's see what they can do versus Denver. My guess is they are going to be getting a little bit more snaps working in with the ones, um, especially Jalen Hurd. I, I really think that we're going to see that. Now, a couple just random things from the game. So let's jump over quickly and break down that 49ers versus Cowboys game on the defensive side. If you didn't listen already to the offensive one, that's going to be the episode right before this. And if you want the instant reaction episode, the night of the game, you can go back. That's two episodes before. And this is going to kind of mimic the schedule we're going to be in beyond from here on out, trying to get out three to four podcasts a week. Now, preseason is going to be rough because... We've got plenty of time now between the Denver game. There were 10 games or 10 days before those games. But right after that, it's going to be the last two games are within 
10 days. So it's the exact opposite of the first two weeks where we had plenty of time to break it down. The weeks after the Denver game are going to pick up and go so stinking fast. You're going to basically have three total games if you count the Denver game. Then the next two preseason games all happen within 10 days of each other. Then you have cut downs. And then it's week one for Tampa Bay. So the slow-paced news cycle for 49ers fan, that is done. It is 100% go time. And I could not be happier. So just... From the game alone, we sat 29 healthy people. So we had 29 people from whether you consider them starters, backups, whatever. Most of those are first and second string for the 49ers that just didn't play, which was the exact opposite of what the Cowboys did because they went out there with their starters on offense and defense, and their defensive starters played two consecutive series. So let's go over the best and worst grades according to Pro Football Focus. And again, you take all of this with a grain of salt, and you chill out a little bit, and you try to see where things are and why they graded them, which we're going to be breaking down. Now, the best players, the best top five, I I did a – you had to have at least 20 snaps. The number one graded player was Leroy Reynolds – Will linebacker than Demetrius Flanagan fouls, but however they didn't take very many snaps. So I and I'm not quite sure how they're going to fit. We'll see what happens with Leroy Reynolds. Reynolds if he can beat out somebody like Elijah Lee and Malcolm Smith, then he's got a shot. But he's also got to beat out Aziz. We'll talk about him in a second. He played great. Now Anton Exum, he was absolutely amazing. Exum Jr. Sorry, I know I pronounce that wrong all the time. 43 total snaps, but he had an 83.6 grade. He had the highest great julian taylor absolutely incredible even though his stats aren't there that guy lives in the backfield 76.3 grade to Montre moore staying with the defensive line uh, our backups are still our best players out there 73.2 jeremiah Valoga with his two sacks 72.8 and then aziz al shahar 71.5 honorable mention are both our slot guys who just balled out emmanuel mosley and dj reed so that's going to kind of be the top defensive players now if we go to the other side yikes it, it gets it's pretty bad worst player in the worst grade was tim harris which i was a little surprised i'm not gonna lie he did really well tackling however he did give up a lot of catches and he was targeted heavily <laughs> you know he was targeted nine times gave up five catches for 68 yards and so that that's kind of why he was his grade was so low he just got a low coverage grade but there were a lot of promising things that i saw there that the kid's going to be special jordan thomas and jamel garcia williams i'm not really going to talk about it. i don't think that they have a shot to make the roster marcel harris was very bad 43.7 Uh, He was the defensive starter. We'll talk a little bit more about him. Adrian Colbert, even though he took seven snaps before he got kicked out, 49.2 was terrible. Elijah Lee had a bad game, and now his injury. Things are just taking a very bad turn for the worse. He had a 50 grade even. And David Mayo, 50.5. You know, those linebackers, Elijah Lee and David Mayo, they are being surpassed. A lot of people liked Mayo early on, and I get it. Uh, His film was great. But it seems like the undrafted free agents, which Mayo is as well, they're starting to step up. Now, a couple other just honorable mentions for bad scores on Pro Football Focus is Witherspoon, DJ Jones, and Drake Greenlaw. Drake Greenlaw had a couple dynamite explosive plays. 
but he was taken advantage of in coverage big time. Just an experience. You know, um, I come away from that game as positive. You want rookies to learn and play with excitement, which he did. He did a hell of a job doing that as well. But the problem with him was he struggled mightily uh, with the play action fake. He, he was he was sucked up every time. So, all right, our defensive line starters for the game were DJ Jones, Sheldon Day, Contavious Street, and Demontre Moore on the outside. Now, Sheldon Day continues to just make a name for himself. He's able to get his hand on the ball. And so I would be willing to argue that if the NFL season started right now, Sheldon Day is going to be the starter. I really do believe that. He had one solo run stop. He had a 68.3 grade on 26 snaps, one tackle, and the one tipped pass. But that tipped pass was on third down um, inside the red zone, Stopped the drive. Probably would have been a touchdown pass. The targeted receiver was open right behind him. So that is an absolutely huge thing. And whenever you have three defenders around him that are so great at pass rush, let's just say it's going to be D Ford, DeForest Buckner, uh, Nick Bosa. He's going to be one of those guys that's going to be in the face of the quarterback with his hands up, just messing up that passing lane, which is huge. Again, he led the team during training camp and tipped passes at the line. That's the good news. Bad news is if you watch the first three plays of the game against the one Cowboy offensive line, which is one of the best in the NFL, that dude got washed out of his gap three plays in a row. But he was able to hang in there and respond, and that's kind of his versatility. So if he can get a little stronger in the run game and anchor that inside, I do think it makes DJ Jones a little bit more expendable. Now, Demontre Moore, man, this kid played really, really well. 44 snaps, six tackles. He had three quarterback hits by himself and an additional three quarterback hurries, which is absolutely incredible. Three solo run stops as well. Just had a great tackle for loss to start the second drive. He played unbelievable. Had a fumble recovery as well. Just absolute great game from the former third round pick. Uh, Curious to see where he's going to go. As we talk through these defensive line, it's unbelievable the depth. These are our third stringers. Third. And they're fighting to be on the second team. Now, Contavious Street, you know, our fourth round pick out of last year. He was part of the all ACL team that gets to sit out in redshirt a year. He had 47 snaps. He started at the right defensive end spot. 60.3 was his overall grade. And I think a lot of that grade was he got manhandled on that first drive by it's not really his fault tyron smith is one of the best tackles in the nfl he is one of the most physically imposing tackles in the nfl and i get it contavious street can squat 700 pounds that's unbelievable that's amazing but whenever you go up against an all pro left tackle we kind of saw what happened he got pancaked i think three times two times on the first drive and then one more later on in the game Welcome to the NFL. You know, you're not a rookie anymore. You kind of got to, that's who you're going to be playing against if you're going to win playing time. He did get two tackles, one quarterback pressure. He got two solo run drops and a great tackle for loss on second and one. They showed the replay if you're watching the 49ers feed. It was very nice. He showed a lot of explosiveness and he showed a lot of power. I really think that his role on this team is for the future. He is basically, we can allow Eric Armstead to walk next year. And he would step in as the big defensive end on most run plays or base downs. That that's kind of seems to be what they're grooming him for, um, more of that power defensive end. Julian Taylor, 
Becoming one of my favorite 49ers, um, 76.3 grade. He played 33, 39 snaps, and this is kind of what he does. He had zero tackles. He only had one quarterback pressure. He's not a stats guy, but he is the puzzle piece that makes it where the quarterback cannot step up in the pocket because he always plays on the offensive side of the ball. What I mean by that is if you watch the D-line on every single play he's in, there are no stalemates. He is never getting driven off the ball. He pushes the guard backwards every single play with pure power and leverage. This guy and his body transformation, which has been talked about by uh, Matt Barrows in The Athletic, you know, he was playing at about 270, 260 last year as a defensive end uh, early on. He's playing 305 now, and it's not like he added bad weight. The dude is jacked. So really curious to see what's going to happen with his body and how that's going to determine uh, or just how that's going to show up and develop. And if that power will stay there, the speed will stay there. I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of snaps. He's just awesome. He is very, very fun to watch and just very disruptive. Again, stats are never going to be there for him, but I do love how Pro Football Focus had him as one of the best players because he should be. Uh, That's just where he should be. Uh, Jeremiah Veloga, which we got to talk about, 33 snaps, 72.8, two sacks, and an additional quarterback hit. Gets signed (laughs) literally the week of the game and just looks great. He's been there for two days before his first game and just looked absolutely wonderful off the edge. You know, they talked about how he's just got fresh, fresh legs. But um, he did absolutely wonderful. Now, let's jump just real quick. There's not really a lot other guys that I want to talk about on the D-line that I think are going to have a role. But David Mayo, who I said earlier, he had a pretty, pretty bad game. And a lot of that was just, man, he got six tackles, which is great. He got three solo stops, but he was taking advantage of in the passing game. Him and Dre Greenlaw, they just couldn't maintain their coverage responsibilities. They were selling out so quick to the run, and I get it. You know, you've got to read your keys. However, um, whenever the the opposing offense is calling their first and second series plays and they're targeting you individually, that should tell you something. Uh, that means they saw something on film or they're like, hey, let's just get these you know, rookie linebackers in here and let's see, let's try to take advantage of them. Now, Aziz, holy cow, probably the play of the game, one of the most imposing tackles. It was just, he came through the run gap so well and it was a screen pass and as it was just lofted up, as soon as the ball carry caught it and turned around, just he ran straight through him in such a violent way. It was absolutely incredible. He ends up with four tackles, three solo stops. He was targeted four times, gave up two catches, but only for 19 yards. So absolute great game for him. That's Aziz. He played great. Now, if we look at our other linebackers, again, Leroy Reynolds played great. Nazocha got 12 snaps, didn't really do anything too special. Elijah Lee and Drake Greenlaw. Now, Drake Greenlaw made some great plays, no doubt about that. Uh, Had a great tackle for loss where he just exploded through his under read and it was absolutely perfect you met the ball carrier about three yards behind the line of scrimmage and that's what you want to see it's going to be up and down and what you are hoping is that through all of this preseason snaps guys like Dre greenlaw will get 
more comfortable and then more consistent. Uh, that that's what's really needed. Now let's jump to the cornerback position. Dante Johnson sucks. Don't want to spend any time talking about him. Now, Aquilo Witherspoon, he only played 17 snaps. Um, you know, which you could say whatever you want about that. He's out there for 17 snaps. He was targeted once and he gave up one reception. Because of that, it's what it is. And there were five yards after the catch on that one catch for 16 yards. He did have one tackle, but just nothing really good. Nothing really, really bad. Craig Mabin ended with a 61 rating. And again, five targets, four receptions. Not that good. Now, he didn't give up a lot of yards, which is wonderful, but he definitely didn't impact anything in a positive way. Now, if we go to the left cornerback, it seemed like Tim Harris was basically out there a lot. He logged 32 snaps. He was out there for predominantly the entire first half. And again, just we talked a little bit about his target numbers. He was picked on pretty good. Now, there are some players that played both slot and outside cornerback and they kind of rotate and those two guys were dj reed and emmanuel mosley who man we have to find a way to keep both these players they are playmakers i would love both of them to be that fourth outside cornerback over somebody like dante johnson over somebody like greg maben i would much rather have these two young guys who you know they could play slot but they could play outside and so uh, Mosley got the start over there. He played 43 snaps, and DJ Reed came out in the second half and got 34 snaps. And whenever a couple of the corners got busted up, Manuel Mosley went back out there and played some outside positions. So let's talk about Mosley first just because he got to play first. He was all over the field. He had four tackles. He did miss a tackle, but he had three solo tackles by himself, run stops that were awesome. He was targeted four times, and he gave up three catches. But here is one of the things that's special to me. He only gave up nine yards after the catch for these three targets, playing one-on-one on the outside. He did get a penalty, but I thought it was total BS but it's what it is. Just played wonderful. And if we look at DJ Reed, he's the exact opposite. He's the type of corner that's out there that you're not going to know is out there. No tackles. He got targeted once for no catch. He had one pass breakup. He just, they threw away from DJ Reed. Emmanuel Mosley was out there. He was like Velcro. He was all draped all over the wide receiver, but they weren't afraid of him. DJ Reed, they just basically said, we are not going to throw around him. So a couple things to take there. Now, strong safety position. Marcel Harris, gosh, I don't know really what to say about him. He just, he had two missed tackles. <laughs> so he had three tackles, two missed tackles. He led the team there. That's not good. Also was targeted twice, gave up two catches, five yards um, after the catch and the huge penalty. Like he did have one pass breakup but he allowed the highest nfl passer rating out of the entire team 118 Aquilo witherspoon tied him with 118 you don't want that that's not a good thing i understand that marcel harris plays really really hard and i'd love that however at some point you kind of got to help out and make a play now if we're talking about free safety tavarius moore man he is stepping up he logged most of the snaps. He had 70 snaps at the free safety spot. Uh, XM Jr. had 43. Um, and again, whenever we're going off the pro football focus snap count, sometimes they mix up which one's which, but that's whatever besides the point. 
Tavarius Moore had three tackles and was not targeted once. No penalties, no missed tackles, no targets. I am 100% okay with that. Now, another interesting thing of note, uh, Colbert and Exum Jr. weren't targeted at all in the passing game. So they were going short. They were attacking our inexperience on the edges and in the slot. Those are the guys that they were going after. But that's going to do it for us this uh, episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. Stay tuned because we got two fun days of joint practices, and there's going to be a lot of detailed reports out there. So if you haven't already, please hit subscribe to the 49ers Rush Podcast. We are everywhere. Literally just type in 49ers wherever you listen to podcasts, and we will be the first one to pull up. Um, we're going to be there, and if for some reason you're having a hard time, hit me, send me an email at 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Or reach out to me on Twitter. My DMs are always open. That is JL underscore Chapman. Thank you, Faithful, and stay strong. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.